This is the World Industrial News for Thursday, July 14th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part five of their podcast addressing climate change with the Internet of Things and AI. And so every time you put that kind of variability into the grid, you lower its efficiency, which is a different way to generate more greenhouse gases. So we have had cases where actually adding renewables increases greenhouse gas because it catches it right on the on the on the crest. So when you look at how to use software and intelligence and data, the really obvious place to use that is to start moving toward an aggregation of those behind the meter meter resources and actually make them more palatable to the power company, the grid by allowing them to be dispatched and allowing them to be of significance. So they don't have to talk to 10,000 homes, they can talk to one aggregator. There's in fact a new FERC order that, that basically starts to open this up. So we're going to see more and more of this. Now that's a very complex mathematical question because you can't just uh, let everybody put their own control system on every building that sits outside the uh, outside the meter and expect to have any kind of coordinated response to disturbances. I was having lunch with our own uh, CEO of our ISO here in California, and someone asked him, "What what would you like to see most in the world?" And he immediately answered, "I'd like to see the building start to respond when I'm in trouble before I send any marketing signals out." So we're really getting down to where if you want to control down to the speed that the power systems need it, there's a trade-off between efficiency, intelligence, and, and the actual generation. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Drought isn't the only challenge confronting hydropower interest in the West. Well-funded environmental organizations like the Natural Resources Defense Council, Earth Justice, and the Sierra Club want to dismantle four dams on the Lower Snake River as a first step in making the Pacific Northwest hydro-free. There is a lot of money behind the anti-hydro forces, and it's not just about the Lower Snake River dams. Kurt Miller, Executive Director of Northwest River Partners told about 1,700 attendees from 34 countries at the opening keynote session for the HydroVision International 2022 conference on Tuesday. Miller said his organization is seeking to save hydropower in the Pacific Northwest. U.S. federally owned electric utility Tennessee Valley Authority on Tuesday issued requests for proposals for up to 5,000 megawatts of carbon-free energy before 2029. The TVA is pushing to decarbonize its electric grid fully by 2050. Industrial Info is tracking almost $9 billion worth of projects attributed to TVA, including $800 million worth of renewable energy projects. 
U.S. inflation spiked a staggering 9.1 percent over the 12-month period ending in June, with energy prices accounting for nearly half of the increase, although market factors may be working in consumers' favor. Inflation from May to June increased 1.3 percent, but it was the year-on-year number that was the shocker. Consumer prices for the 12-month period ending in May were already stunning at around 8 percent, prompting the U.S. Federal Reserve to hike its interest rates in an effort to cool the economy. And the global mining sector has been in an up cycle since 2016, and this movement remains strong as some countries open new mines for metals and minerals for the energy transition, and others turn back to coal for power generation. According to Joe Govro, Industrial Info's Vice President of Research for the Metals and Minerals Industry. Govro shared the outlook for the mining sector in a recent Industrial Info webinar. Govro said there has been a spectacular rebound in mining activity post-COVID, but it's not near the level of spending seen in the last boom cycle, which was driven by China's industrial bailout. Current drivers include population growth, urbanization, and commodity consumption in China. However, constraints also exist. COVID-19 remains an underlying problem. Resource nationalization is on the rise in certain countries, and supply Supply chain disruptions are hindering some projects. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck, reporting for Industrial Info News.